Hi, my name is Matt Fernley, editor of Battery Materials Review, and here's all the key news in the world of battery materials this month. Welcome to February's edition of Recharge, the podcast of Battery Materials Review. Thanks for listening this month and apologies for last month's absence, but there's quite a lot of news flow for January, so let's crack straight on. In our first feature article this month, we discuss graphite. This time last year, I identified graphite as one of the most exciting segments in battery materials. And while it hasn't been a great performer in 2019, it was by no means the worst performer in the portfolio either. I continue to believe that graphite is one of the most exciting segments in the space, and I explain in more detail why in this month's review. Our other feature article looks at the emergence of the coronavirus and its impact on the battery raw material space. I don't think the market has quite priced this in as yet, and it really worries me. China is a considerably higher percentage of the battery and battery intermediate space in 2020 than it was of the wider mining sector in the early noughties for SARS, or 2009 for H1N1. And I worry that the whole of the battery supply chain could be affected by Chinese operating disruptions. And it's a real shame as well, because two of the key data points in this month's issue are the strong recovery in electric vehicle sales in December, and the fact that the shipments to inventory ratio for Western Australian spodumene concentrate seemed to trough in the third quarter of 2019. Both data points would normally suggest an improvement in demand around the corner, but for now, I'm afraid all bets are off. Elsewhere, there are a number of interesting news points to report. In raw materials, Canada and the US have finalized a joint critical minerals policy, and elsewhere, the US Department of Energy has launched a grand challenge for energy storage to request proposals for the US to establish a domestic supply chain for energy storage by 2030. It's good news for the sector because it finally makes it truly global, with Asia and EU having already invested and set aside significant funds. We also ask whether Tanzanian graphite is back on following Barrick's deal with the Tanzanian government. There are some great graphite projects in Tanzania, and they haven't been financed up to now because of political concerns. We flagged some great exploration results from Galan Lithian at its Hombre Muerto brine project in Argentina, Unfortunately, elsewhere, it was quite a quiet month for financings in the space with only around $24 million raised. And we caution that we need to see some large-scale financings in the near future if we're not to see a significant supply-demand gap open up in battery materials going forward. Production results for Q4 were pretty mixed, generally falling into the good, the bad, and the ugly categories. ASX-listed Ulchira Mining was definitely in the good category, with its spodumene concentrate operating costs under $360 per wet metric tonne. There are a couple in the bad category, but Syra Resources was in the downright ugly category with significant cash burn at its current production rates. The battery industry announced in January its plans to launch a battery passport as a type of quality seal for sharing data on the battery value chain, which is pretty positive from an ESG perspective. Also positive... China announced that it wouldn't cut any more subsidies on electric vehicles, and car makers have asked the European Union to make mandatory EV charging infrastructure targets, which will certainly be great if it happens. Elsewhere, one point of concern was the announcement that Daimler 
has been forced to cut its production targets for the Mercedes EQC electric vehicle from about 60,000 units to 30,000 because of battery shortages from supplier LG Chem. Audi and Jaguar have also had to dial back their targets for the e-tron and i-pace, given shortages from the same supplier. If you remember back to the problems that Tesla had with Panasonic's ability to supply batteries for the Model 3 last year, maybe we have to be a little bit more realistic about the ability of battery suppliers to upscale production. In our materials ranking this month, nickel fell off the top spot and is now down two places due to our concerns about rising LME nickel inventories. High-purity manganese claims the top spot, and despite limited price visibility, we're certainly seeing signs where we are able to see prices of them heading north. It's also one of the least well-known materials to the market. Cobalt was also up four places to second place on signs of a restocking event in January. In our equity roundup, January was a really tough month for the sector, with only our brine lithium basket and Tesla shrugging off the correction in the second half of the month. Everything else was down, with our nickel equity basket down 18%, copper down 10%, and hard rock lithium down 8%. So that's the end of our news roundup for this issue. If you have any questions on any of the topics I've covered, please contact me, or you can find more information on our website at www.batterymaterialsreview.com. I'm Matt Fernley, editor of Battery Materials Review, and this has been Recharge. Thanks for listening.